Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome aboard, my friend, to the Catholic Teacher Almost Daily Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So pleased you're here. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave any comments that you'd like to leave wherever you're hearing this. And also make sure you check out the YouTube channel because there is a link here across to the Catholic Teacher Daily YouTube channel. Also on Rumble as well and a whole bunch of links under here if you want to book me to speak live staff professional development keynotes any of that good stuff uh, please check out the links here underneath because there's a whole bunch of stuff they're doing leadership coaching for Catholic principals and administrators as well so please check out those links it's a great program we work on zoom anywhere around the world and we really help get your school moving forward well today my friends we are going to talk about a very beautiful quote from the inimitable Evelyn Waugh, the brilliant playwright and writer from 1903 to 1966, of course, wrote the beautiful book Bride's Head Revisited, a very profound novel. And today I want to share this quote with you. I think it goes to the depths of the current challenges we are facing. And I do encourage you to go across onto the YouTube version today because I got a bit unhinged on the YouTube YouTube version. I'd I was in the studio early, I was excited, I was passionate about talking to you guys, so um, you'll see me get, uh, I get all preaching on you at the end, but uh, let's see if we can repeat that here in the podcast. But let me share this quote with you first, it says this, The trouble with modern education is you never know how ignorant people are. With anyone over 50, you can be fairly confident what's been taught and what's been left out. But these young people have such an intelligent, knowledgeable surface And then the crust suddenly breaks and you look down into depths of confusion you didn't know existed. So I guess what I would like to discuss with you, my friend, is the all-pervasing, pervasing, that's not even a word, Jonathan, seriously. It was a mix between (laughs) all-pervading and all-pervasive. Because the worst thing about doing a podcast that involves teachers is you know that you're going to get at least one grammar Nazi who's going to send you an email. I'm going to go with all-pervading. I have a double major in English Lit. I'm going to back myself today. All-pervading. I'm going to talk about the all-pervading influence of cultural Marxism. So if you are not familiar with cultural Marxism, I guess some of the core elements would be that you create revolution that you cannot bring about the Marxist utopia without first creating revolution and to create revolution the first step is to destabilize the existing order and you destabilize the existing order by creating victim classes grievance groups so that you create the dialectic where you oppose the strong against the weak or the perceived strong against the perceived weak you agitate for violence and hatred and destruction and then you rip apart the old order and replace it with the new which if you are any student of history and especially a student of marxism and communism you if I, if I say the quiet part out loud it's basically that what they tend to do of course is just replace one kleptocratic corrupt system with an even more diabolically evil kleptocratic Um, influence-based system where of course the communist leadership ends up getting private villas in beautiful parts of the world where the noble proletariat end up starving to death so the only problem with marxism that i can tell is the um the somewhat inconvenient truth of it leading directly or indirectly to the deaths of probably about a give or take 150 million people so far and counting 
Uh, and you know, friends, what of course you will hear is that um, from a, any if there's any convinced Marxists still floating around the place, they will tell you that the real problem is that it hasn't been done properly yet. So Cuba and Russia and uh, Mao's purges, they were all just excesses because, you know, hadn't been done properly. And this time, you know, next time around, we're going to get it right. That's why I love being Catholic, because Catholic anthropology gets it right. Catholic anthropology tells the truth about the human person, which is what? We're angels. We're part angel, part animal. We're capable of great beauty and goodness, but our wounded, broken hearts are also capable of great wickedness and evil. That is why we need a savior. That is why there is no self-saving. So what I'm getting at in today's quote with Evelyn War is he picks up this idea that many of our young people can seem quite sophisticated and uh, very knowledgeable about socio-political topics, right? So your average student these days is going to be very vocal on issues maybe around climate or aspects of human sexuality or all sorts of things. You're very familiar with this, of course, especially if you're in a high school setting. Um, you know, often they'll have thoughts on on all sorts of things from political issues to um, natural resources and plastics in the ocean and all these sorts of things. And some of you will push back and say, but those are really important things. Yes, yeah, stewardship of creation is definitely an important thing. But I think what Evelyn War is getting at here is that beneath this veneer of TikTok sophistication is the human heart and a depth of confusion that you didn't know existed. You know, it's also a time in history of enormous family dislocation and breakdown. We're seeing, you know, epidemic rates of mental health and self-harm and eating disorders. So beneath this quasi-sophisticated surface, of course, is the human heart. And the human heart is what it has always been. It cries out for its creator. As, you know, as Augustine said so beautifully, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So true. I've been feeling it the last sort of four or five days. I've been working really hard. I've had a lot on, uh, a lot of stuff with uh, coming out of the US that uh, I've been involved with and, you know, a lot of midnight Zoom calls and and my schedule's been really busy and we've got young kids still, blah, blah, blah. Many of you know the same feeling. But I have been feeling this yearning towards being back in my regular prayer life. I try to get to daily mass at the cathedral and I crave the peace and the quiet and the silence that's there. So what I'm getting at is that my heart has been restless for a few days and it's craving, that sounded very Australian, didn't it? It's craving to get back to, I guess, just the presence of God in the Eucharist and have that time again. So look, what I'm getting at today is this idea that despite all that sophistication, there are fragile young people. And as I said in the YouTube version today, there is a great need for truth because Jesus didn't say you will come to know a political ideology and the political ideology will set you free. Jesus didn't say you will come to know an environmental movement and the environmental movement will set you free. Jesus said you will come to know the truth and the truth is not a political theory or an economic theory or an environmental theory. The truth is in fact a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. And Catholic education exists to make Jesus Christ known and loved. It does not exist to become a place of uh, for the advancement of the ideologies of any particular principal or leadership group. It's a place where Jesus Christ is presented, the Gospels are lived, the sacraments are offered, 
and we do the work of catechesis and we introduce people to the faith, the great, noble, beautiful Catholic faith that has survived every empire that has come against it in history and is still standing strong until Christ returns for his bride. So we can stand on that. So really, the purpose of this message is to, re- is to encourage you, to encourage you once again to say, every time you are in that classroom, you are doing something remarkable. There is a hunger and a yearning in the heart of every young person, whether they tell you or not, and they're probably not going to tell you. You know, in Latin, it's referred to as capax dei, which means that which has the capacity for God. We are God-seeking beings, like missiles streaming into the sky. We, uh, we have vectors of aspiration. We are heat-seeking missiles, seeking Christ. And if we do not find him, I think Anthony Eastland said this, that we become exiles from Eden. We're like lone wolves scratching under every stone looking for the way back. You know, this is the truth of the human heart. This is the truth of the human heart. And that's what makes so much of what's being forced upon young people so terribly wicked because it's, uh, you know, it's something that takes them away from the truth of Jesus Christ. So my friend, be encouraged. This is a message of encouragement. You are on the front lines of a great battle. You know, you don't you don't see it, but that's what it is. And so many of the great men and women of the faith, so many of the great martyrs, but probably my favorite is Joan of Arc. You know, these were people that understood their times. These were men and women that understood that there are times when we become, we fight. We fight with the weapons that we have, which is weapons of prayer and, and the pursuit of holiness in all our failures and brokenness. We fight with gentleness and pastoral care. We fight with accompaniment. We walk with our students. Excuse me. And um, and we press on. And we press on and we press on and we press on. So look down. Remember there is confusion in the depths of the human heart. And by you presenting Christ, you're presenting the rock. You're presenting the rock. The rock upon which they can stand. The rock that endures every moment in history. You're not presenting a theory, my friend. You're presenting something far more wonderful, special, important. All right, that's it for me today. Otherwise, I'll get too excited and I'll keep going for too long. Please make sure you've subscribed. Go check out all those links. If you want to book me to come and speak at your event, pastoral care days, staff professional development. I'm back in the U.S. this year. I'm very excited about that. Or you can book me for coaching. There's a whole bunch of good stuff in the links, so go check it out. All right, God bless you, everybody. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Message, and I'm going to have another one for you tomorrow.